6.36 is the time. New poll out this morning about uh, who Torontonians are thinking of voting for. And actually, they did two different categories. One was, you know, if you haven't really decided, but who are you leaning toward? And then they said, if you have decided, who have you decided for? I'll tell you more about that um, shortly. But I wanted to get to our conversation with our crime specialist, Mark Mendelson. Mark Mendelson is a former homicide detective with Toronto Police Service. And Mark, you're joining us this morning to talk about people who are reported missing to police on a daily basis. And I'm always a bit dubious about numbers like this, because I remember in the States, they always say something like, you know, 150,000 children go missing every year in the United States. And yeah, and we find 145,000 of them. Not that the 5,000 who aren't found aren't a tragedy. Uh, But let's actually start. What does it take to report somebody missing to police? Well, let's let's get rid of one myth right off the bat for everybody who watches television. There is no 24-hour rule. In other words, you know, we always see on TV saying, well, they have been missing 24 hours, so report them afterwards. We don't have that standard, certainly in Canada and definitely not in Toronto. I mean, every every missing person report, and of which there are thousands every year, John, and, and the vast majority that end up with a, a happy resolution are all weighed on their individual merits. So the obvious ones are, are vulnerable people, children, toddlers, uh, the elderly, elderly that are suffering from dementia, um, you know, and uh, Alzheimer's, things of that nature, who, who have wandered away, uh, who may not have their medication with them, but they need their medication to sustain life. All of those factors weigh into how quickly a much more intense search takes place. Um, and, and, you know, th- those are really no-brainers. And, and those are the ones that you see, those faces get out on TV right away um, and descriptions of them, things of that nature. And depending on on the circumstances, on, on, on the evidence that's given, uh, you know, by the, by the family at the time, sort of determines and triggers how intense that, that initial search is going to be. Many times with children, we'll find that the parents have said, well, I searched the house, I searched the garage, we searched the basement, things of that nature. We can't find our, our four-year-old who wandered off. And fortunately, most of those end up with a very happy resolution because the first place the police start to search is researching that house and researching that garage. And you'll often find kids in there who were afraid. They realize that they've done something wrong. They disappeared. And now they're just afraid. So they're hiding. The other types of missing people we get are, are, are are kids that don't come home at a particular time, whether that's a 6 p.m. Cur- curfew or they went out at, at night and they were supposed to be home at 11, they didn't come home, and then they call the police. And they'll be looking at the, you know circumstances like, have these people gone missing before? And if they have, you know, where were they located? They'll start, you know, the police will start to ping their phones to try and get a location from them. Uh, if it, if it escalates even further than that, then we're getting into banking records, have their debits card cards been used? Um, things of that nature, and you know, and it'll it'll go out to 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 the general public by way of Twitter and by way way of press releases from Toronto Police. But as I said, most of them end up uh, with a very good resolution. Um, there are those that take place, though. I can tell you, I've been involved in a number of them where you have a small child who's gone missing, and just by the circumstances and by the evidence that the initial officers get, we know this is not going to end well. And you'll you will often find that the homicide squad is notified in pretty short order, and they will monitor that situation from the background to make sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, because they know at the end of the day, as as I've been through, as I said many times, 
you know, at the end of the day, this is not going to end well, and this is going to be a murder investigation. So you want it done properly from the beginning. But you know, you you know, if you look at the you know Toronto Police websites and their Twitter accounts, you'll see missing persons coming up every day, constantly. And you know, fortunately, within hours, we'll we'll often find that they've been found and and no harm done. So it really it's it it's a it's a case by case situation. The police have learned a lot. Uh, you know, with respect to what what uh, what came out of the MacArthur inquiry and the Tess Ritchie investigation down on Church Street, and they've 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 developed new programs, new policies, new procedures as to what level of investigation they're gonna they're gonna jump into, depending on the circumstances. But they did learn a lot from those very tragic situations, and uh, I think they're doing a better job of it now than they ever have before. Well, one last thing I want to touch on, and you mentioned uh, the gay serial killing in the village. Um, and if you go out west, for the most part, there are missing Aboriginal women. But the really sad thing is sometimes somebody disappears and nobody even notices. That And that happens a lot. And, and that happened on a, a number of occasions with respect to MacArthur as well, where people just weren't reported missing. You know, they may have been homeless before. They may have had mental health issues before. They may, have, they may not have any family. You know, I imagine how sad that is that you're missing and nobody even knows. And that's a really tragic statement on us as a society, but it does happen. And it certainly happened within the indigenous community um, more times than we care to think about. And that's why police have to sort of sort of review and rethink how they how they investigate these 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 types of occurrences. Um, you know, and as I said, hopefully it works out in, in, in a positive light. But occasionally, as we all know, it ends in a tragedy. Thank you for this. Have a good morning, John. News Talk 1010 crime specialist Mark Mendelson. So I was mentioning this survey and I always come back to the famous quote. John Diefenbaker once said, polls are for dogs, but they're helpful. And there are two 